This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship video by St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on March 20th, 2022. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. The Gospel according to Luke, chapter 13. address in a moment will be based on the parable that Jesus tells in these verses. At that very time there were some present who told him, that is told Jesus, about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. He asked them, do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Then he told them this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, And he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I've been coming looking for fruit on this fig tree and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Well, I think, um, Jenny, one of the people who will be chasing after you for your fig... I've got a rather poor example of a fig here, actually. Uh, Might be my wife, Sue, if she's here this morning. I'm not sure she's at this service, so you might be safe at least for a little while. My wife, Sue, loves figs. And I have to say that the the fruit of figs is something to behold. This is a jar of uh, Nancy and Neville's fig jam. And we've been the blessed recipients of this over uh, the last little bit. I've I've got one up there um, at our kitchen window on on the screen, right next to Coral's famous, unbeatable raspberry jam. But this is right up there with it, I have to say. The fruit, the joy of good fruit, hey? I have to confess something, though. When we lived in Adelaide, um, one of the things that would happen during fig uh, season was that we'd be walking around, Sue and I, going for a a healthy walk, and Sue might spy figs hanging over people's fences. And of course, I had the joyful task of contorting my body in all sorts of ways, sometimes over their fences, I have to say, to get one of these figs. That's how joyful they were to her. That's the confessions of a pastor as I repent today. The fig trees we've seen in Melbourne, though, haven't been so forthcoming in our three years here. Maybe, you know, maybe you need to be experts like Neville and Nancy to grow these things, but um, we've, I've been, again, contorting my body, but finding very hard nuggets at the end of these fig trees, it seems. Jesus uses imagery today, which Jenny's already picked up on and which we'll follow through today, for us 
who are planted in God's faith garden with a call to repent, to repent and to grow and produce the good fruit of the gospel. And that's what we're going to focus on just for these few minutes now. So let's pray. Loving God, send your spirit, the spirit of grace, the spirit of life, the spirit of truth, um, as we dwell with you in your word. Produce in us good fruit, good gospel fruit. And so prepare our hearts and our lives now for your work in us. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know, sometimes, maybe oftentimes in our lives, we can feel spiritually barren. We might feel disappointed on life's faith journey. There's no growth, it seems. Perhaps sometimes we can feel guilty about that. Maybe sometimes even very angry about it. Have you ever felt this way? I certainly have from time to time. And it can be hard to work through it. I think Satan, as we heard in our reading in 1 Corinthians, sometimes would use those sorts of struggles that we have to try and tempt us away, to turn away from our Lord. I think hand on heart, we, could, we would all say we know barren times in our lives. COVID, and even, and maybe especially more so, emerging from COVID, I think has been one of those times, an ongoing time of struggle uh, for me, maybe for you, maybe for many. I've heard in the stories of some, and the untold stories that I haven't yet heard, that spiritually it's been a very difficult journey. Sometimes we think on that barren journey that God has given up on us. God doesn't care. The people that God has given uh, to love me, well, they don't really care much either, it seems, sometimes. And certainly that jolly church couldn't care less about me. I think that's how Satan would weasel his way into our, into our lives all too often. And we can be tempted to turn elsewhere. And I think that's just part of life. In my Sunday paper each week, there's a well-being section. And it's a lovely little section. It has some very good advice on many important things. And in, I reckon in my lifetime, and I'm a relatively old person, I'm about to turn 60, there, there's been a growth in this sort of stuff. Um, with the ever-growing uh, sort of sense of stress and anxiety in our community, it's understandable and good that we've had a corrective focus on good living, on living well as best we possibly can. But my observation is this, that sometimes it seems that living well, according to the good living section of my Sunday newspaper, is all I need. It, it almost becomes my God. Living a healthy life means that everything is fine. Well, is it? Is my healthy living alone? Is my ability to be resilient, and that's a good thing to grow in resilience in troubled times, don't get me wrong, but is that all that I need? God knows we face times of struggle, times of barrenness, times where we are tempted from Him. Jesus knows these trials and temptations. He's lived them, and He says to us who live them today, I am with you. That's his promise to you at baptism. I am with you and I'm with you always. And Paul puts it this way today. He says, no testing has overtaken you that is not common to everyone. 
God is faithful. Don't go over those words too quickly. God, our God, who makes promises to you and to me, is faithful. And he will not let you be tested beyond uh, your strength. But with testing, he will also provide the way out so that you may be able to endure it. Be encouraged, because God encourages you here today. And I think here already is the beginning of God's fruit in our lives, in those places of struggle. Here is the promise, as we hear Jesus call to us directly today, turn anew, turn afresh to me, he says. And what about us together in community, as a congregation, as the very body of Christ in this place? Together we also know struggle, I reckon, don't we? The pain the barrenness of spiritual trial as we work through all manner of uh, many issues that we might know personally. As I look back on my own little journey here at St Paul's over just over three years, I was very struck by the fact that Jesus says this fig tree hasn't borne fruit for three years. It just struck me. And I thought about my journey over this time and our journey together. And we faced some difficult struggles and trials, I think struggling through difficult times of hurt and pain and even anger as a community. We've faced the challenges of moving house. That's one of the great stresses of life. And being separated from God in the, in the gift of holy communion that we look forward to sharing so much together and separated from one another in worship during COVID. We live in a very changed world from three years ago. How have we responded? And how, dear friends in Christ, will we respond how do we move or better more clearly how does God help us move from that place of barrenness together the place of struggling of being focused on myself to grow as the good fruit that he has us prepared to be Bishop Lester wrote a nice piece recently. It was in one of the district newsletters and we put it in our Sunday Extra last week. It was way back on page five. That's where the, where the uh, good, good Life Living section always is in our Sunday Extra. So I commend it to you if you haven't read it. It was called The Need for Meat Pie and the Message of the Cross. I'm not sure if you saw it. He says this, It's been observed that the COVID lockdowns and associated isolation have made people generally less patient less practised in social skills, less self-aware and quicker to react uh, to things that are said or done. When I've been in that space, for you, I, uh, I, I apologise. And please let me know. Bishop Lester goes on and says, research suggests that one of the top trends of 2022 is a decline in relational fitness. So the well-being section of our newspapers often focuses on my physical, maybe my mental well-being. Bishop Lester's talking here of um, a relational fitness. How relationally fit are we as God's people? To address this situation, one researcher coined the acronym MEAT PIE, that is M-E-E-T PIE. Um, as opposed to the meat pie that um, I might enjoy uh, now that footy season's on, up and running. The pie aspect picks up on these uh, points as we work as community. P, practice empathy. 
Encourage people to consider how others may be feeling. That's a, a, a nice piece of helpful encouragement. The I, increase communication. Well-informed people are less fearful or inclined to react. So it's good to communicate on all sorts of things. And thirdly, embrace in intentionality. Foster events that encourage rebuilding of social ties. And I think that last one for us is a good one especially to ponder in 2022. As we emerge from COVID, we have the call and the opportunity to bear good fruit as a community. And perhaps it involves gospel meat pie fruit. The writer to the Hebrews puts it this way. Let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds. Did you hear that? Provoke each other, go out of your way to encourage one another to love and live a life of good deeds, not neglecting to meet together. There's that word again, as is the habit of some. But encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. I think this is the fruit of the Spirit, to keep on coming together as God's people in Christ. Someone I respect in my life very much is, is a lady by the name of Andrea Mason. She's a royal commissioner on the disability royal commission that's going on in our country at this time. Andrea resides in Alice Springs. She's a Nanganjaro woman. She was named as the business, Australian Businesswoman of the Year five years ago and the Northern Territory Australian of the Year four years ago. She helped the LCA in our space of preparing a reconciliation action plan as an advisor, as a mentor to us. I said to Andrea one day, what's the very best advice you would give me um, out of all of the experiences you've had in life? And she said, what my dad used to stay, say to me, and my dad was a bush preacher out in the back blocks of WA, was Andrea, keep on turning up. Keep on turning up and turning to Jesus. Turn anew, turn afresh, and bear good fruit. That's Jesus' call in the parable today. And the good news, my dear friends in Christ, who you and me who know what it is to struggle through spiritual barrenness, is that it doesn't rely on our own efforts to make it happen, but God will produce in you and in me and in us together as community the fruit that he has prepared for us to bear. Turn to Jesus. That's the call. There are very powerful words, well, I think they're powerful at least, that are said as people sometimes gather at a grave site. And the pastor might say these words, we're all born weak and helpless. All lead the same short, troubled life. We grow and wither as quickly as flowers, we disappear like shadows. In the midst of life, we're in death. Lord, to whom shall we go? Lord, to whom shall we go? And we know Peter's words in John 6. Lord, you have the words of eternal life. So let us turn. Let us go. Let us together encourage one another to turn to the Lord to lift our eyes to Jesus. And when we come to worship together, that's what we do. We face this way, don't we? We face this way and the words of God come to us to fill us in our lives. We come this way. We turn and come 
to this place and we receive from God himself his body and blood for our life to bear fruit. So encourage one another and indeed encourage one another to keep on worshipping together as Jesus calls us. And secondly, let's turn our direction, let's turn from that propensity when we're barren to focus on ourselves, to look outward beyond us, to God's call to serve others. So today may I ask you to provoke one another to good deeds in the places where we are called to serve. I thank God for each of you as you serve as we try to show there on the collage in various ways in our place. If you haven't had an opportunity to fill out this expressions of interest form, please do so either online or in this uh, hard copy form as Pastor Phil encouraged you. Would you encourage the church council members who are installed at our next service today? And will you encourage and thank God for people like Barry and Leona who we fare well today as faithful um, servants of Christ? God has a call for you and me and us together to turn, to turn afresh to Jesus and bear the fruit that he has prepared for us. Ah, yes, good fruit, good fruit. What a blessing it is to be in God's presence and to live the life he has for you. Amen. And God's peace, guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting.